cool if everyone is happy i will start streaming i've been sad for about a year and a half <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. It's episode 258. I am joined, as always, by Lucy. Hello. Hey, and Adam. Hey. And a fourth person joining us this week, uh, Mr. Tom Meyer. How are you doing, sir? Hello, yes. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, good. I'm glad you could come on. We've, we've talked about this for a little while, so it's good that we've managed to uh, to get some time to all get together. So, amazing. If you've never listened to us before, we're a podcast about drinking beers and talking video games. We occasionally delve into the world of craft beer as well, talking about news, culture, and those sorts of things, as we do with gaming. We drink some beer, so that's the first thing to get to. Uh, Tom, what are you going to uh, to start with this evening I'm going for oh, an intercamera <laughs> grounded hells nice. 500ml bottle just a, a very yeah, yeah definitely although for some reason 500ml still doesn't seem enough yeah just a very yeah it's a new addition um, to their mm. range uh, just very nice, crisp, slight dry lager. Um, you know, when the weather was really nice the other day, definitely cracked out a couple of these, and this was one that didn't quite make it mm. through. So drinking it now with you guys. Nice, perfect. What was the percentage on it? Uh, let's have a look. I think it's 4.4. 4. Okay, nice and light. Yeah, yeah nice. exactly. Perfect, perfect. Uh, Lucy, roll around to mm. you. What are you drinking tonight? Yeah, I was thinking, okay, I need to decide which one I'm going to drink first. And mm -hmm. Usually we do have like a lighter one first or something, you know, in terms of style and percentage. But I, I can't... There's a lot going on on this can, so I guess I'll just drink this. <laughs> I can't <laughs> tell what the percentage is. Unless it's something crazy, I think I'll be alright drinking this first. This is from um, LIC Beer Project in Queens, New York. It is Ooh. called the Kingsguard. Um, as I say, I'm trying to find the percentage, but it's, it's got a... It, no. I mean, I like the art. There's a lot going on. It's like a, a playing card, like a, mm -hmm. you know, king of whatever, diamonds. Yep. Aces, there's Ace of Spades on it, because of course there is. Um, oh, there we go, just, 7%. 7%, yeah. and it's one pint, um, which is nice. It's nice to get a bit more, but yeah, there's not much. I can't even see <laughs> anything on this. This can is very loud. Um, just too it's much a, It's an on. IPA, yeah. It says... You probably yeah. can't see, but it says there in like yeah. uh, gold writing on nice a red banner that's exactly. an IPA. So yeah. <laughs> perfect. It's like <laughs> a Where's Wally tin of information. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adol, we'll come to you. Mm, I have probably the least busy tin mm -hmm. uh, I've seen in a while because it's a brew by numbers. Nice, very classic, mm -hmm. nice uh, graphic design. It is number five. It's the uh, East Coast IPA. 
It is 6% ABV. Uh, and it is uh, their exclusive for Beer 52. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the West Coast is... They did a West and an East release, but... Uh, this modern beer is inspired by the pale ales of America's East Coast. This naturally hazy East Coast IPA was brewed with classic American hops, providing wave after wave of vibrant tropical notes and ripe stone fruit flavors. The addition of oats creates a soft and smooth profile, resulting in a beer that is full-bodied, refreshing, and bursting with flavor. Um, and it's got a whole bunch of other stuff. It um, doesn't tell me the hops, though. Just that they're classically American. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Could be anything then. Good. Um, so I Even did. Boat. I did. I did prepare a little bit. I have got the Wiper and True oh. and Bristol Craft Beer Festival beer. The nice. Wiper and True Collaboration Series Seventeen, <coughs> a festival saison mixed fermentation. Uh, it's four point two percent. It has hop specifica, palisade, citra, and nelson so far. The yeast, it tells me, is escarpment labs fruit bomb saison blend. Sure. Cool. That's a lot of words. Uh, they all sound good, but <laughs> that is a lot of words, yes. Uh, the malts You're are lager. Bon saison. <laughs> malts are lager, extra pale, barley wheat, rye, and spelt. Oh, it does have some flavour text. Festival saison is a drink in the celebration. In the centre, I will start again. Festival <laughs> Saison is a drink in celebration of our home city, packing a joyful, explicit punch of flavour and personality. Brewed with a blend of Saison and Bretonomyces yeast strains, it delivers juicy hop funk on the nose and palate, with lingering notes of spice and a satisfying dry edge. Nice. Perfect. I haven't had a Saison for ages. Yeah, I, I was looking for some in like my last like beer purchase. They just don't seem to be around and... I want one. I think I think you'll find that uh, we're coming upon the saison. Yeah, good because it's been so long um, since I had a really good one. So I'm jealous, Ben. Yeah, <sighs> that's a very I'm good, uh, American, a very good introduction saison as well. For you know, a lot of people that haven't had it before, mm. that one's just the, the low percentage as well, and then you know that kind of those light hint of those funky flavors just. Uh, yeah, when it's actually a really sunny day, you know, as the yeah. as we always hope the festival is going to be, that was a uh, that was perfect drinking. Yeah, for sure. Nice, nice. It smells lovely as well. Um, uh, we'll roll round and talk about said beers and, and taste them. Tom, you've already given us a couple of uh, sort of notes on um, on the one you're drinking. Uh, is it kind of uh, how does it how does it stack up against like other hellers? Is it is it just kind of like super easy drinking that you don't even know that it's you know uh, like a hellas in style it's is it a little bit lighter at something like what was it about 4.5 4.4% something like 4.4% that? yeah yeah it's i always find um lagers are really hard to to try and actually like get some decent flavor profiles out of it because mm-hmm. generally good lagers have that real nice balance across it mm-hmm. so i always find it's actually it's actually hard to describe a bad lager because when you start seeing some of those off flavors, you know, that, that yeah. can't quite hide behind, you know, that massive hot profile. So um, that's why, I'm, I'm, you know, whenever you see a, a Lost and Grounded, and if they're bringing out a new lager, you just know straight away it's going to be, it's going to be delicious. And, mm. um, yeah. you know, I think, I think this one follows um, many steps um, um, as, the, as how they make Keller Pills to start. 
and then I yep. think there's a, a different hop uh, profile in there, um, and uh, yeah, and a, a slightly different um, uh, process. But yeah, you know, it, it, it's very distinctive, uh, lost and grounded flavors, um, and yeah, just super easy to drink, and as most hells are, um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's really good. Good, <laughs> excellent, uh, Lucy. We'll come around mm. to you then. The King's yeah. Guard. Yeah, it's uh, nice looking beer. Um, very uh, darkish yellow. Very very hazy. It looks sort of like opaque. custody on the screen. I don't know. It's just the lighting, but it's a bit of the lighting. But yeah, it's mm. it's it's thick. It's dense. <laughs> it's got a gorgeous smell. Um, it's got a very sweet and malty smell. It kind of reminds me of like the um, the Cloudwater uh, series, you know, when they did, went through like one through was it thirteen? Oh, did? the double IPA oh, ones. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, the, the series. Dipper series. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That was a long it time. Has that really now. like deep tropical sweet and malty aroma mm-hmm. to it? Nice. Straight off the bat, really hoppy. Really, really hoppy, which is, I mean, I got this recently. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly know when it was imported. I imagine also quite recently because um, where I got it from, they usually, you know, they're importing a lot. To be fair, like on a regular basis. So, um, but yeah, really hoppy, really, really fresh. It it it's not as malty as and sweet as it smelt, which is which is nice because I'm not, you know. Not a massive fan of sweet beers, but it does have. It still has that sweetness. It's. I'd say it's more sweet than bitter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, really hoppy, really fresh, very tropical. It's got a nice bit of pininess as well. Mm. Just smelling it, that it, 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 I, I don't know if I'm getting like that sweetness is from the alcohol. It's seven percent, but seems a little yeah. stronger in sweetness than that. Yeah. But yeah, it's not it's not too it's not too heavy. I mean, it looks it looks thick and soupy, but it's, mm-hmm. it's you know probably just medium bodied. Okay, okay. I know the the last few weeks when we have had uh, a few American beers or a few months when we've had a few American beers, you can always tell just like that they have this excellent quality mm-hmm. to them. Just like the the water quality over there must be just something else. Um, is it is it got that as well? To yeah. It? It, it 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 has that softness as well, like that, you know, the water, good water quality. So, mm. but it, I think the best way I can describe it is like having a sharpness, not in not in terms of like you know acridity or it's too sour, but just just that zing. I think that mm. that zestiness from like the fruit and the and the hops, it, it really comes through. So, nice. I was feeling a bit, you know. Bit tired, bit sleepy. I've actually had to think today, which is not usually um, what I do as a day-to-day job. But so it's, it's just this has woken me right up. It's like mm. this is your get-up-and-go beer, even though seven percent. You may not want to start with it. Yeah, not exactly session strength. So. Yeah, I, I really like that. Really impressed. So even though there's a lot going on in the can, I think um, what well, on the can, I think what's going on in the can is it's quite impressive. So mm. good. Yeah. Excellent. Nice. Uh, Adol, how about yourself? Um, so it's not as hazy. Kind of similar in yellow. Um, very thin head. Nice lacing. Mm. Um, it's got 
a light maltiness undertone, but mostly you're getting sort of a uh, like a passion fruit mango type of type of tropicalness on on the top on the nose. Um, oh man, I've been needing this all day. Ah, <laughs> uh, beer. Well, Sorry, no, I was just always asking beer for a second. Um, I didn't realize how much I was uh, needing a beer, even though I did nothing today. <laughs> Spent the day waiting for workmen to appear who never appeared, and then had messaged my landlord to be like, you know, no one showed up. It's one thirty p.m. And he's like, oh yeah, they think they might be coming tomorrow and finishing up Friday. Brilliant. It's like, cool. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> Yeah, and I was up. like, oh, I should have a beer, and then I was like, no, it's two p.m. I shouldn't have a beer. <laughs> should have had a beer. Um, <laughs> that's that's sociable hours. I mean, the mm, beer true. festivals we we start we go to the eleven a.m. session, so that's true. You know. We'd go earlier. Well, yeah. no, we wouldn't. We'd sleep in. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's um a little more on the passion fruit side in the tropical taste, getting a touch of. Um, peach, but uh, I think the flavor text met, rambled about having a creaminess from the oats, and you're getting both a maltiness uh, lower than the, in the nose. The maltiness came out in the nose a lot more than the, in the flavor, but I think it does give a little more um, depth to the body. Mm. Well, this is the, like, this is a great sort of slightly brisk spring, but very sunny day beer. It's got a bit more um, of that body from the malts, um, it's not super strong and tropical forward. It's it's kind of a reserved uh, IPA that it has all these tropical notes. But again, with that extra maltiness, it's just like the, ah, yes, I am having a beer that's kind of matching the weather and where I want to be because it's giving me like hints of, oh, you know, a blossoming IPA, but not quite that there in like degree of, of the of the flavors or they're all there, but they're mm-hmm. just sort of more subdued. Um which is why when I had it, I was like, this is what today felt like. Mm. A kind of chilly but sunny day. Yeah. That I, mm-hmm. Which does better with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> what day doesn't? Apart from mm. the day after having a lot of alcohol. Well, even yeah, those, those don't exist. <laughs> I, I still have my mutant power at 37. <laughs> oh, yeah, you no don't hangovers get hangovers for a day. Well, so yeah. you, must be, you must be having, you know, drinking at altitude for most of your life. Oh, that's probably true, actually. Um, What I do get, though, is even after a couple pints, I sleep poorly. I've realized that's gotten worse in this year of lockdown. Because I had a couple pints of playing games with uh, Ben yesterday. Mm. uh, And that was enough for me to not sleep throughout the night. And I'm like, I think that's probably an indicator. Because don't sleep well on Tuesday nights, usually. (laughs) (laughs) Record Tuesdays. Oh, and shit. Uh, so you know, the, I think the mutant power of of no hangovers has a has a flip side, but also um, I think I'd, just l- losing it finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's not kind of flip side. But yeah, uh, to go back to the beer, it, it's mostly like I said, really nice tropical notes that aren't very strong. It's kind of mm-hmm. a, nice, a more reserved IPA, but it's it's got all this. It's got these stone fruit tropical and uh, a bit of a bit more more multi body than I was expecting, which I which was welcome. Nice, fair. Good. Uh, so to round us out, the Wiper and True Bristol Craft Beer Festival collaboration beer. Uh, it's got a lovely nose. A little bit of spice on there. Definitely. Um, I don't know whether it's the sort of the combination of these sort of breaded yeasts and that Nelson so I'm getting a lot of kind of grape on there as well. And it's 
I don't know. Maybe it's just washing up wine glasses earlier today. That might have spoiled <laughs> me slightly, but it definitely has a little bit of that to it. In the flavour, it's actually got a lot more um, of, a, of a, a hit to it than I thought it would have. It's oh. almost... Um, it looks sort of a little, a little bit luminous, luminous on the um, camera, but it's. I think it's just my, again, my light. It's quite pale. It's a little bit translucent. It's not not fully, but it's not sort of a solid block of colour as it kind yeah. of appears mm. maybe on the on the camera. It's a little bit sort of maybe a little bit thinner than that, but mm, that big hit of flavour comes through with a tiny little bit of sort of spice backing it up all the way through but it's a really hard beer to sort of describe what that sort of solid core taste is to and I can pick out little bits there's a little bit of citrus in there there's a little bit of grape in there there's a sort of a spicy note to it as well but there's this mmm what is it what is it it might come to me the more I drink it I mean I'm already smashing through it so who knows who knows when that will come to me, but it, it may do. Um, but it's it's very very easy. Uh, when I when I smelt it, I thought it might sort of take a little bit sort of longer to drink, and, and the first uh, um, sort of sip because of that big sort of flavour hit, I thought, wow, this is gonna I'm gonna sit here and sort of sip at this very slowly. But it's a nice flavour. It's a little bit dry, so I'm going back to it a, a little bit for that as well. This will not last long at all. Um, I don't know uh, um, if, or at least I don't remember, um, if I've had anything with Pacifica in before. Um, so I'd be interested hmm. to know what that is doing. I'm not familiar with it. So It's not one we've come across from my memory on here. No. No. Fair. Yeah, me neither. Cool. I'm going to drink this. We'll all drink our beers and we shall launch into it. First, for everybody, um, and as our guest, Tom, we will come to you. Um, just to have a little chat about who you are, what you do, uh, why I'm drinking a Wiper and True Bristol Crapper Festival uh, collaboration beer as well. Would you like to give us sort of a little rundown? Yeah, of course. I did think uh, some people might be like, why do they keep talking about the Bristol Craft Beer Festival? <laughs> why have they got that glass? Why have they got that? Why are they talking about that glass so much? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm Tom Meyer. I'm the marketing manager for We Are Beer. Um, we run um, what which is now be six festivals this mm. year. Um, so that is the Bristol Craft Beer Festival, Beer Central in Birmingham, the Edinburgh Craft Beer Festival, um, London Craft Beer Festival, and then the two new festivals, which is Manchester Craft Beer Festival this year, and our craft beer music festival, Bigfoot. So, um, yeah, a very, very busy summer for us, which is very different from last summer. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously you mentioned Bristol Craft Beer Festival. That's uh, that's our first one coming up. So um, that's why we're talking so much about, about that festival. Yeah, um, yeah. So with the uh, sort of... With the growing festival circuit for you, you mentioned kind of how different it is uh, is to last year, and listeners will know that the three of us we had tickets for last year, but we deferred them to this year because of the state the of the world. Um, <laughs> because of well, come on, where, how are you listening to podcasts but don't have enough access to the internet to know what happened in twenty twenty? In New yeah. Zealand, the like what happened? 
that's true. Know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Everything's normal. You go and do <laughs> whatever you like in New Zealand. All year. <laughs> um, but uh, I know that um, the, the the Bristol Crab Festival did go on last year. Still, um, how kind of I suppose to start us all off and to bring us into sort of this year. How did that fare for you? How was the season sort of last year and the kind of the the challenges and difficulties that were brought up from it? Well, that that was the only one. <clears throat> excuse me, of our festivals that actually ran last right. year. Um, so I think we're in the, just at the right position where, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we're like right at the top of that kind of almost hill, like right, we're out of lockdown, mm. things are opening up. And um, I think actually as we slowly got to that date, it was when um, that kind of rule of six was, was going to be rolling out. I think it was a Monday after our festival. <laughs> oh wow. So, you know, we, you know, we started off with a lot of confidence um, in in what we were doing, and and you know, it, it became it did become clear that there was a lot of um, a lot of change in in what the media was was presenting, what the government was kind of saying. Um, but you know, we we had um, two SAG meetings, um, we had uh, many talks with, with Bristol Council, and um, we actually managed to have a really nice festival. Um, mm. It was it was really weird actually because um, I, mean, I know you guys have been before, but you know we, we had to have all seating there, and some people were like, right. please have this every year. <laughs> like we just want to have a seat, we just want to have a base to be able to to go. And we're like, yeah, that sounds great, but uh, we can't have as many people if we do that. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, everyone just um, you know for some people it was actually I spoke to some people it was their first time out. I thought that was so brave. Like, you mm. know, pubs had already been open at that stage. And people were like, yeah, this is our first time now. And I was like, what are you doing? How are you coming to a festival straight away? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Thank go you big, for coming. Go home. What, what are you doing? Go big or stay home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't think the government came up with that one. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was, um, it, was, it was really nice. And I think, you know, everyone, everyone was blown away, actually, by how, how safe they felt. Um, mm. You know, the... The quality of the beers was still was still up there. You know, it's something that we always um, pride ourselves on. We still had a lot of the the brewers actually there as well, serving the beer. So, you know, apart from, you know, kind of not apart from obviously like the PPE and stuff that people were wearing and and some of the guards and stuff, and all the seating, it it still felt like um, Bristol Craft Beer Festival. So, um, nice. yeah, I think we were yeah. we came out came out of it with such a high, and. Um, We'd we'd postponed all our other festivals um, for after Bristol, and um, that's when things obviously started to, to deteriorate again. Mm. So we came out of Bristol like, yeah, right, let's do Edinburgh, we'll do London, we'll do Birmingham, and then um, the news just it became very clear that they they weren't going to happen. Um, so it was it was very sad because we we put as much work into those festivals that didn't happen um, as we would a normal festival, um, and you know we was against. For me, for marketing, you know, you're against um, a, a public perception that the media kind of um, was was kind of creating, and, and mm. then obviously also what the government was saying as well. Um, but you know, we we managed to to get through last year, um, and then this year. I mean, we've basically been working on this year since they all um, were cancelled. So you know, we've, right. we've made sure that we we're coming back like big, bigger and stronger. Mm. Um, so that's where you know I mentioned um, Manchester Craft Beer Festival and that's kind of what we were doing we were just kind of getting all that planned um, and that only 
that was only um, released three weeks ago, and um, we've already seen like so, so many tickets sales for that, um, nice. which has been amazing. So um, yeah, I think I feel like this year everyone's just trying to get something in their diary. Mm-hmm. It's just something yeah. to look forward to. Absolutely. Um, and you know the the way things are going and the recent announcement. You know, it sounds like. Um, the dates are kind of going to be stuck by, you know, everyone's been vaccinated. You know, I, I checked to see when I'll get mine and it seems to say I'll be getting mine in April. So, you know, it's, nice. it's, um, we're, we're definitely moving in a, in the right direction and, mm-hmm. you know, in a totally different place to, to where we were last year. So, um, yeah, I think we, we're just really excited to, to see everyone again as well. You know, it's, you know, the, the, the breweries and the teams there, they're, they're friends and family to us and, mm-hmm. You know, to have to have a year of not seeing some of them has been really weird. Um, so I mean, I've I've got a twenty-one month old, mm-hmm. um, and and she was just born. Um, I think it was was it twenty nineteen? And it was uh, the the one of the festivals in between two of the festivals, and then from then, some people haven't seen me since then, so they haven't seen, they have no idea about about Robin or anything like that. It's like suddenly like, oh hey yeah, I've got a I've got a kid by the way. Um, <laughs> It's a slightly different so, conversation starter than normal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I think we're we're just like really pumped to to go for this year, um, and yeah, I'm sure I'm sure everyone is. I'm sure you guys are as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I. It must have been so difficult to you know toe that line between we want to be up and excited for it, but. You know, the science and the government restrictions are telling you otherwise. Because, you know, when I look on Instagram and everything, you, you see these marketing managers and people. I mean, it's their livelihood and it's the bread and butter of these companies just to get people excited to, you know, come, please join us, you know, support us, keep us afloat. But how hard was it for you last year, you know, trying to be optimistic, but also knowing probably at the back of your head that this may not happen? How difficult was that for you? Yeah, it was. It was obviously very difficult. Um, but I think we we were really good at being able to change how we how we operated. So, you know, the first thing to go was any shots of large crowds. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know. I, I remember there's a certain time you like you get anxiety just seeing crowds. And you know, you watch TV shows. You're like, oh my god, why are they sitting so close? Or, um, <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. Yeah, and I think what was that? some of the, some of the um, quiz shows have been on TV at the moment where they're all spaced out, and then suddenly you see a rerun and they're all sat so close together. <laughs> it's just that it's it's so weird to see. But um, yeah, we just had to change. You know, we were very open about it as well. Um, I think that was the key as well. We had to say to people, look, you know, this this is what we're doing. This is what we've got in place. Um, we had a whole page on our website, you know, for people to go there and see what we're doing. So we we made sure that we weren't misrepresenting what the festival was going to be we weren't we weren't trying to say to people hey yeah remember last year yeah it's gonna be exactly the same um (laughs) you know for for some for some people you know they they deferred their tickets they knew that it wasn't going to be quite up to to the to the festival that they're used to um and some people like you know what i just want something to do and they came along and there were there were people that were skeptic as well you know they're the amount of messages i saw they were like you know, kind of got forced along to come to this, right? Really wasn't sure. I was going to be quite scared. And then they were there and they're like, yeah, I felt safer here than in the supermarket. Mm. Um, oh, good. So, um, I mean, that, that that says a lot about how you guys handled it. Yeah, uh, I mean, 
definitely from from our end we you know had conversations about it and it was like uh, I, I remember the the emails that you were sending me like this is what you're doing and i think it was as as just a normal consumer it was really good to see you guys be really upfront with we get it if this isn't what you want to do so like you can yeah. defer I, I really enjoyed um, that yeah because i remember writing the email to defer the tickets and i i said i have every faith in that you lot will do the right thing it's more me and my psyche and my, you know, <laughs> fear of going outside, which stopped me. Because, yeah, you lot were very communicative with what you were doing. And that, you know, I was like, gosh, I really want to go. But I was like, I know they're going to put on a good festival. It's probably good to go. But it was more of my own hang up rather than any fear of what you lot were going to gonna do or not mm. do. Yeah, you got to say. We've got to remember as well, we came from. Um you know, that message of last March of like, you know, it was, it, the message was almost like, if you go out and you're near someone within two metres, you will die. You'll get COVID, you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> it was that kind of that kind of message. And then suddenly they're like, hey, go back to work. <laughs> Everything's back to normal. Yeah. Go, go do stuff. Go spend some money. Yeah, um, it can't be that bad. Your kid's been in school for months. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, so some people, there's a bit of a whiplash there of how quickly it went from, you, you're going to die to now everything's fine. Um, <laughs> So, you know, we you know, we had to have that balance, right? We had to have that, that safety balance, uh, safety element there, make sure everyone feels safe, but still make it a celebration of, of, of beer and, and the people involved. And, um, you know, what was really nice, people, even people de- uh, deferring their tickets, the emails we got support was, was lovely. And the messages we saw on, on social media and, and things as well, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, I'm holding on to this. Yeah, as you said, you know, we believe in you, believe in what you do, we 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 can't wait for next year, um, you know, almost like hurry up <laughs> to next year. So, um, yeah, it was, um, it was difficult, but yeah, I think we, yeah, we got through it. Good, good. Um, kind of on that as well, I know that for sort of each of the festivals, there is always a festival beer. And I think more often than not, that involves some of your team getting together with, you know, with the brewers and whether that's collaboration. I know Bristol last year, maybe last year or maybe the year before was like five different breweries kind of getting together, left-handed giant, wiper and shrew, good chemistry and a couple of others which have gone from my mind. But um, how how different has that been? Have, have you sort of been doing lots of like remote kind of brewing sort of sessions with, with people or has it kind of been more of a we'll just leave it in their hands kind of thing. This is sort of a brief and just let them kind of crack on with it. Yeah. Well that, you know, the Bristol one that you're drinking now is, is a, is a great example. You know, that we, we had this whole massive plan um, for last year of the beer that we were going to make. And as we got closer to the festival, it was kind of like, there's, there's no point to do this, this idea now because it's, um, it's not going to get the, the attention, um, you know, <laughs> especially the, what, what, what was in the news and things at that time. So we thought, right, um, and True just like, look, we we still really want to make a festival beer. Um, you know, we still want to celebrate the festival season. Mm-hmm. Let's create a festival saison. So, um, you know, there's a few emails back and forth, but they're the brewers, right? <laughs> I'm mm. not going to right. turn around and say to them, no, 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 I think uh, I think you need to add this hop instead, actually. <laughs> yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, for, for us, the brief generally is like, just make a, Make a session, uh, make a sessionable, uh, really fresh and um, 
summer vibes beer. You know, that's <laughs> that's what we go to them. And um, yeah, it was great. You know, the, the flavors that you're picking out, you know, that's um, that's what we we're hoping to, to achieve. So, mm. um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, we've got other we've got other um, collabs lined up for this year. Um, you know, we're, when we're able to, to meet up with people. Um, so yeah, it's, it's always exciting because um, you do get to, as we did that year before, you know, you get get some of Bristol's best breweries together, and um, that email chain, I can tell you, was very long email chain, <laughs> mm. and I mean, I don't think I understood half the stuff when the brewers got involved. <laughs> um, you just kind of reading through the lines, it's like, what, is this going to be a sessionable tasting summer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> Um, They're talking about gravities and stuff. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that sounds. Uh, that sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it, you know, beer. Beer really is about bringing people together, and that's kind of what our festival is about as well. So, so that collaboration was amazing, and um, yeah, this this year's um, Bristol beer as well that we we're just working on. Um, it's kind of about bringing bringing that kind of ethos back in as well. So bringing them. Um, bringing other people in into that um into the beer scene um so yeah look out for that that's nice. actually happening very very soon that crystal one perfect good nice uh any any hints any little <laughs> spoilers on what we can expect um <laughs> what I'd are you allowed to say <laughs> yeah i was trying to think then like what what am i actually allowed to say um i say all i say is it's a new england with a twist it's it's not like anything um I imagine anyone would have would have tried before. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very excited about trying this one. Nice. Good. That, that's it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, great. Wait, actually, wait till I've had a couple more beers, and then afterwards, I might end up just just telling you all yeah, the ingredients. Yeah. What's happening? We'll, we'll just stop recording, yeah. and then you can tell us all the ingredients. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad to hear that uh, the beer central's coming back because. It was it was only one year that you were able to put the yeah, beer yeah. central. Twenty nineteen yeah. was the first year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I really enjoyed it because I'm I'm I live in Birmingham and Birmingham's not best known for its beer scene. So just to see a you know a festival like had, having been to the Bristol um, once before, it's like yeah, I I, I I had taken some of my friends to like some of the other festivals, but I was like, this one is probably the best where you just. You know, pay at the door, have as much as you like, um, <laughs> and yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, so I- I'm glad to see it's coming back this year because I was fearful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I think? I think a lot of people were because um, yeah. you know the when we when we first looked at Birmingham, I remember um, you know we were going around the city talking about what we were doing, and you know people would say to us about oh there was this festival, there was that festival, and you know a, a lot of good ones that had come and gone. Um, so not that it filled us with dread because obviously we've we've been doing this for a number of years. We kind of <laughs> we kind of know our audience and know what we're doing uh, and that side of stuff. But yeah, you know, it was sad to see that some some people had like clearly invested so much in these yeah these other festivals um, that um, had sadly kind of no longer existed. Um, but yeah, we also kind of thought like, does anyone remember Beer Central? <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> it, yeah, it's two years ago. I, I still say um, last year. The beer central, ah, so yeah, kind of like totally, yeah. totally ignore twenty twenty <laughs> as a year. Well. <laughs> it's like great last year. It's fine. <laughs> so um, yeah. no, we're really excited to come back. Um, we 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 had we took a bit of time um, with that one because 
um, it was it was just hard to to suddenly have to find uh, new spaces and, and things like that. Um, but really really happy with um, where we found at the moment and yeah, yeah great, great great lineup. Uh, we just announced the food as well and you know um, Dashim are going to be coming along, <laughs> um, which is really exciting. Uh, one of my favourite uh, yeah. favourite restaurants. Yeah. So um, it was yeah, just, just nice find me to... by Dashim. Mm. <laughs> I was just saying, it was just nice to see people who I'd seen around Birmingham at, you know, at, at the breweries or just at pubs, and it's just like, it, it was it was just, hello, hello, all the time, just just there, so it, it seemed like you, you know, you, you appealed to the, to the audience you wanted to appeal to, and, and, and they came and they supported it in droves, so that was uh, good to see, yeah. Mm, mm. And I, I, I hope this won't sound too much like blowing smoke but um i think sort of at least the one of the reasons that we have come back to the the bristol crapper festival is just the it's not just the quality of it it's like the atmosphere that it provides as well you know beer festivals have at least the sort of the ones i'd gone to pre say like 2017 are always you know 10 kegs in the garden of a pub somewhere or you know much sort of smaller affairs and yes people getting you know guest breweries and all of those sorts of things in but it's not on the same kind of scale and mm-hmm. one of the things I absolutely loved about the the, the first Bristol Crapper Festival we went to is um, we'd been doing the podcast for a couple of years at that point I think uh, maybe maybe yeah. 18 months ish something like that and it was great to be like, oh, cool, I can now talk to these brewers about this beer. It wasn't something that we'd kind of stepped into before. And suddenly it was, um, oh, let's just talk to you about this and let's just talk to you about it. And that has always sort of persisted um, through through those festivals. And it's just so nice to have, like, almost the whole of that industry in the city in kind of one place for a couple of days just to get together and just mm-hmm. celebrate beer, essentially. Uh, and have a good time and be able to just just chat. It's it's uh, so the one of the other things in Bristol that I missed a lot um, is the the Bristol Brewery Trail, the East Bristol Brewery mm. Trail, um, which is just a classic thing. I used to live in Easton; it was great. Every time it happened, I would be like, ah, "Nice, gonna stumble home. It's gonna be great." Um, like like as in like a five minute walk from Arbor was where I used to live. Um, so like right in the sort of path of, of the trail uh and i feel like one of the great things about that is you get to you bump into people you might know uh you can chat with the brewers and there's food and you can kind of wander about and then the bristol craft beer festival is like what if there were more people but also none of the walking and you could talk to two people <laughs> from the same like two different breweries at the same time like win 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 like it, and i feel but i feel like both those events have the same sort of feeling for me the same sort of atmosphere of just like really casual very bristolian friendliness um along with like yeah it's not just a pile of kegs and we're gonna have our beers and maybe talk to the next table because there's space and there's food um and there's just this atmosphere of friendliness and openness and you can chat with people and that's normal and fine mm-hmm. um in the same way as when you wander the trail, like you you see people a couple stops later, and like, and then you start talking because you, you you've hung out with them all day you, by accident. Yeah, it's that third point. Is it? it's like hey, hey it's yeah. you again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what I was gonna say is you know I think 
people forget, you know, people that work in beer, you know, it's for, for a lot of people, it's um, it's a hobby that turned and turned into into a job. You know, it's they work in in the thing that they love. So um, to have people there and and to be able to to talk to those people about their beer, you know, they they love it. I mean, yeah, I'm sure, you guys know you go up to a brewery and start talking about the ins and outs of their beer. They love talking mm-hmm. about that as much as possible um so um and the brewers between themselves as well you know they all obviously go go around try each other's beers and you know there are a number of collaborations that come out of 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 those festivals as well which is another thing i love seeing that you know there's there's um there's something out of just what we've created there's something else that's come out of that um but yeah that the the kind of community there um and as you said like you know talking to the next table you know, it's that it's that thing you see a really bright red beer someone's got. You're like, what is that? What what beer yeah. have they got? And then you're like, hey, excuse me, what what beer is that? And then you're like, right, you go off, you drink it. They're like, oh, what's it like? And you, know, you start these conversations. It's um, yeah, it is it is lovely, especially when the weather's lovely as well. That's just an yeah. absolute added bonus. Hmm. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, I remember the first Bristol one that we went to. Um, because it was under tents. Wasn't it? In in well, it's yeah, it's at Motion, which is a, yeah. a, a sort of like a Bristol nightclub. So yeah, half Marquees, of it was outside and yeah. half of it was then inside. Mm. Yeah, I remember the weather was lovely most of the time, and then it just all suddenly rained at the end, yeah. and everyone was just huddled underneath the marquees. But I just remember seeing a bloke there, and he he was just sat against this fake palm tree, just sleeping in the sun. And I was, <laughs> you can just see he's like, you've had a good day. <laughs> <laughs> I think those palm trees have made it through all the festivals. Actually. I'm quite, <laughs> good I'm quite surprised. <laughs> Bring a little bit of the tropical vibes to uh, city centres in the UK. Nice. Harborside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, cool. Um, Lucy, Adol, have either of you got any sort of final thoughts on um, on the festivals to be able to sort of uh, chat to, to Tom about before we move on to something else, perhaps? Uh, I'm just I saying mean, how the Manchester one might be on my agenda as well because, I mean, I used to live in Manchester and I miss it, um, and it's just become an even you know fantastic beer city. It was always a great city, but yeah, such amazing brewers there. So that might be on the list for next year. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's I'm really excited about Manchester. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, I said we've been putting a lot of work in in this one um, as we couldn't with it do anything else um so we've been talking about this for for months now and um to see the reaction that we've had to it has been amazing and um you know i I don't need to 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 tell you on this you know that the 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 beer scene in manchester is is just amazing i think i'm looking forward to the festival more of when i can not be at the festival and go around (laughs) to some of the other places um i'm just really looking forward to to explore in the city because I've, I've never actually uh, managed to to get a proper trip to Manchester to like, you know, you'll to love it. Pilgrimage. So I'm going to take you all up to Manchester. Yeah. We're all going to go next year to the Manchester. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the only time the only time um, I've ever been is to watch football. It's literally drive in the city, watch football, <laughs> leave again. Fair. I've, yeah, yeah. There's so many good. Like, yeah, but Manchester, I don't know. We're spoiled in the UK for just fantastic beer cities and it's not even you know you can say yes london is fantastic bristol is fantastic manchester is fantastic but lucy said earlier you know not many people know about sort of like the birmingham beer scene but when we've been out of birmingham 
just like fantastic beers all day and it isn't like mm-hmm. you go to two places we go to like 10 places and you're <laughs> you're, you're, you're drinking yeah. completely <laughs> you know, different breweries different Birmingham breweries as well so even because, other yeah. cities are just just rising up to the occasion as well and that's not including all of the ones that are like, you know like Buxton out in the hills and all of these other you know more localized smaller kind of places so yeah, because in, in the year two since the last Beer Central Festival, it's like, got Attic, who are, you know, I wouldn't even say up and coming, they're there, they're part of the conversation, mm. and, and Glasshouse, I mean, you, you're getting Glasshouse beers down to Bristol now, yes. and they hadn't even started canning at the start of um, lockdown, so, mm. you know, just growing, so, yeah, I think it's good to see that Birmingham beer scene is still alive and well. Uh, given the last year, so. mm. yeah. good. Um, the only thing I wanted to add uh, was just if people didn't know, and we'll cover this again in pl- plugs. But just as we're talking about the festival, when is the Bristol festival this year? So Bristol is the eleventh to thirteenth of June, um, and then basically for, <laughs> for about eight weeks, we've got six festivals happening across the UK. <laughs> So it's almost every weekend. Yeah, it's it's gonna, it's, it's mad. We're, but we're doing it. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I should mention, yeah, uh, Bigfoot Festival, that our our craft beer Mm. music festival. That's um, that was supposed to happen in 2019 for the first year, and um, and obviously didn't. Um, and uh, that's happening the week after as well, the 18th to the 20th, and that's that's it. Proper kind of summer festival, camping festival. Um, so headline music acts. We've got Primal Scream, um, nice. Hot Chipper there as well, and a few. Uh, yeah, there's a lo- there's a long list. Nice. And same with breweries as well. Um, we've actually managed to convince Hill Farmstead to come over and oh, wow. be at our festival. Oh, and nice. it's um, it's their it's their first kind of fest proper festival that they they would have done in the UK. Obviously, they've been to craft beer festivals, but. This is their first um, kind of music festival that mm. they're coming to serve yeah. at. Um, so yeah, we're we're really excited about that. And um, yeah, the likes of Verdant as well. I mean, I should probably show one of my next drinks that I've got here, <laughs> Ooh. which is the, oh. the Verdant, the Feast Effort. Nice um, collab that we we did with them. So there's uh, nice. three different beers. One of one is. Uh, Beer, one's food, one's music. So this is the, the food one. Um, food one. Oh. Yeah. So we're we're really excited about that. And you know that's that's that was really hard actually. Twenty nineteen. Uh, sorry, <laughs> for twenty twenty, seeing that one um, not go ahead because obviously yeah. once again, lots and lots of planning for. Yeah, a festival of that size, and it's and much it's a, more than any others. It's a different scale as well for you, I guess. You know, where where you have sort of like craft beer, a craft beer festival, and kind of the music is maybe a little bit more ancillary to the to the beers, and the food is, you know, in addition to sort of in addition to the beers, but the beers are the the main selling point for that. Whereas for Bigfoot, it is much more than just a, a beer festival, I guess, and and a lot more work goes into getting all of those parts exactly how you kind of want them and i i love like again small daughter i'm not going to any sort of camping festivals for a couple of years still but <laughs> if i could go to a music festival 
and I don't have to drink two Borg or whatever other <laughs> mm, watery beer there is, then done, done. Or or whoever paid to be there is, exactly, is the thing, yes. isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's it, it, often like a tea Borg or something like that, and or or the the cider brand, brand mm-hmm. or whatever. But that that's where that's what Bigfoot came out of. It was the fact that you know. Um, you've got all these amazing craft breweries, amazing beer, uh, but the, the, the one that gets served there is, it's just this horrible, yeah, horrible beer. Uh, as soon as it gets warm as well, it's just disgusting. Yeah. But, um, so that, that's where it came from. And it's so funny that you said um, more than just a beer festival, because that's kind of, uh, mm-hmm. that's like one of our, <laughs> that's kind of like one of internal, internal taglines. Oh, nice. <laughs> so when you said it, I was like, if everyone's doing like a, a bingo here at, um, at We Are Beer. Okay. And I didn't say it. That's that's the best Perfect. thing. I didn't even have nice. to say it. I'm glad it's um, internal. Or, or It's either internal or your messaging has just been very on point that it's just subliminally yeah. gone into my mind. And um, I'll give you that £20 uh, later as well. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, before we... Um, before we jump into um, the, our next beers, which will come momentarily, um, we are going to talk about games a little bit this evening as well. Um, before we launch into all of that, Tom, have you got any final kind of things you want to uh, want to say about sort of like the you know the upcoming sort of festival season or anything to to, to share? Um, I guess I'll just say you know we we've been prepping for this year. You know, since since uh, the middle of last year, and we just uh, we just can't wait to to raise a glass with everyone, really. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, we just we're just excited to to see everyone, and um, and also a massive massive thanks to everyone for their support um, over the last year. Um, you know, it's been hard for it's been hard for events, but I mean, it's been hard for hospitality. It's been hard for for breweries. Um, so we've we've all kind of had to. To stick together and, and it's it's been people um you know the kind words that everyone's been sending to us it's mm-hmm. it's people being able to buy direct from their breweries and things like that has mm-hmm. kept this industry alive so um yeah just a just a big thank you to everyone nice good good have you just uh, i say we'll move on i'm not moving on um as part of that have you found over the last year sort of like the the the, the craft beer sort of scene in the communities and stuff have have come together even more to sort of try and support each other and and um, you know just to be able to kind of get through. Yeah, definitely. I think um, one of the things that springs to mind is um, the initiative that Pressure Drop and then I think North um, also did as well was um, you spent X amount of money with them and um, a bottle shop or or, or place. Um, uh, gets credit mm. so they can buy them beer directly from them so that was nice you know it was seeing like people were obviously buying a lot of beer <laughs> directly from breweries um, so that was just a really nice addition to be able to like right we're gonna we're not just gonna keep all this to ourselves we're gonna share mm. share the love um, but, you know technically all breweries were in competition with each other yeah. last year to, to try and survive um but it still felt like everyone was, it was the same kind of community. Everyone was mm. still, um, you know, they're all, they're all friends. We're all friends. <laughs> everyone knows each other. Everyone's yeah. worked for different festival, uh, worked for different breweries over the years. Um, everyone knows everyone. It's, it was just really about making sure everyone was um, 
able to help everyone um, keep going. And, you know, there were a lot of um, crowdfunding and, and things like that as well that, that mm-hmm. loads of people were supporting. Um, yeah, I think it was important to show, you know, we, as far as I could see, it was very much united front of everyone just trying to, to help everyone um, continue. Mm, perfect. Good. Nice little note to end on there. Uh, so let's move into our second beers for the evening. Tom, we'll come back to you. Um, you're all drinking. Is, is that the beer you're drinking this evening? The Verdant Bigfoot um, collaboration well, beer? I, I, I put two in front of myself, Ooh. and now I've got the hard decision of to go <laughs> for the uh, Macchiato, Ooh. which um, I think is actually one of my favourite beers. Um, oh, okay. I, I absolutely love hazelnut, so yeah. anything with hazelnut in, I'm there. And I remember not realising that this had hazelnut in it and drinking it, and I think someone just saw my eyes light up. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, this is just... <laughs> give, give me give me a moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll need to decide. Perfect. Whilst you're thinking about it, uh, Lucy, we'll come to you. Mm. What are you going to drink next? Yeah. I am going to drink next. This might have been a lot of my last beer left. I've just been... It, it's... Like, I've got like mm. half a glass less. It's just... Mm. I've just felt satiated in every sip of that one. Nice. So it's not like I'm not always going back. Even though it's so nice. But um, yeah, I'm moving on to Free Hills uh, for this one. Which is a New England IPA called The Di- Dimension of Space. Um, it is 6.5% and it has Cryo Simcoe, Cryo Sabro, Cryo Mosaic, HBC 431 and Amarillo hops in it. That's quite a plethora. <sighs> I read the uh, white text on Silver Can. You're not doing well for turned text, around, are you today? <laughs> and it's all on the back. <laughs> Much easier to read. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Already read it all. <laughs> it's got a lot of hops in it. <laughs> nice, nice. Um yeah. uh, Adel, we'll move on to you before I before I do, we uh, Adel and I actually got to hang out with each other at the weekend and sat in my garden. You know, mm-hmm. distanced mm-hmm. enough to, to share some beers. We had a couple from uh, from Three Hills. Uh, the Cherry Bakewell stout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a um, chocolate brownie stout as well. We did a bit of an imperial oh, stout yeah. evening, um, and and wow, a stout evening. Alex kept saying imperial stout, but three of the seven were not imperial stout. Yeah. <laughs> they were only, That's why he's no longer 8% a host here. That's <laughs> why he's the a, a, a former host yes, of Tank. Yes. Um, but I think the the the, um, the chocolate brownie one was just. Just something else. Just so mm. so good. Yeah. I'm, I'm very it much didn't enjoying really taste like, at the moment. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Didn't quite taste like a chocolate brownie. It tasted wonderful. Mm-hmm. It just was one of those. I see what you're doing there, but actually, if it's underselling how great it yes. is, and people might avoid it because chocolate brownie has like a innate sweetness. You would think that that beer didn't have much to just its betterment. It was just so it was very mm-hmm. good. Uh, and that's when I learned what a what a cherry bakewell was because I, I <laughs> didn't I never had one, um, or I I had never heard the brand name or whatever. And then I was describing. I was like, oh, it kind of tastes like this and this. And they're like, yes, like a blah. I'm like, oh, is that what that is? <laughs> that's a thing. Cool. 
feel like an idiot, but luckily, sun's gone down, so you can't see when a dark person blushes when the sun's low enough. <laughs> Good. Um, back to beers this evening. What are you, what are you cracking open out of? Uh, I am drinking the Fresh from the North Northern Monk Alpha Delta oh. Collab, Order of the Faith, double dry hopped IPA. Um, yeah, it says the following. Um we come from the north and we're bringing the juice it's very good northern accent to tell <laughs> northern uh, it's got canada sit- or <laughs> not even that's like midwestern states i guess yeah um i don't know it just was like such a tough guy slogan and that's my tough guy voice very tough. uh anyway um citra mosaic comet and simcoe um uh, it's brewed in the north with Andrew Bissett. Uh, I've been releasing drum and bass for 10 years under the name Decoy. Okay. Uh, Thanks for sharing. Hey, yep, we're Northern Monk. A few years ago, we set out to brew some of the best beer in the world from a damp cellar. We didn't have much. Okay, yeah, I thought they were talking about the collab, but it's not. It's just the regular Northern Monk thing. But yeah, so it is 6.5% uh, DD double dry hopped IPA. Nice. Cool. Uh, I am I'm going north a little bit not quite as far north as that I'm not quite as far north as Lucy uh, I'm going to drink a dare um, nice uh, I, there's lots of words on this can because it's dare um, but I will Is read the two mirror oh, okay uh, the flavour text says we <laughs> oh. teamed up with Damien from Heat and Hops based in Stockport to create a big juicy dipper we use spelt in the grist and utilize citra and a QAnon alongside HBC586. A new experimental hop from YCH. Banger. Uh, Heat and Hops are celebrating six years of trading and supporting the UK independent beer scene. So I guess it's called Heat and Hops. Oh no, it's not. It's not. It's called Crocodile Tears. Okay. Tears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an 8% nice. dipper. Of course. So yeah, I'll crack that one right. open. Uh, we'll come all the way back around to you Tom have you have you cracked one have you picked one did <laughs> had to be macchiato as soon as I started reading it again I was like yeah I, I need to re- or reliving that moment I should say as well I was like I need to open this up again <laughs> um, you know I just I just forget how um, you know Dale you said earlier about the chocolate brownie one how it didn't quite hmm. hit the mark and, you know, it's 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 always annoying when, you know, that name and the label is probably made well in advance of the beer. So they right. obviously try and hit and hit the, those flavours. Um, but with this one, I mean, it's exactly what it says. You know, you get the nuttiness from the haze, hazelnut. The praline brings in that, that sweetness as well. You get that nice big coffee hit. And then it's the porter sauce, you know, a bit, a bit thinner as well. And, you know, it's... Um, the carbonation is is just right for this as well. It's it's there, but it it it's, um, it allows the flavors to be a bit more silky then with it. So yeah, I'm just uh, back back in love with this uh, beer again. Nice, good, excellent, good. Yeah, I haven't had that one in a while. I should. You just describing me makes me want to pick it up now. No, so and there is a double macchiato as well. Oh, they have yes. done a double. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think I found in, I think I was in Cons. Mm-hmm. I think it was, I don't oh, know wow. if it was the Bristol one, or I think there's one in Cardiff as well. Yeah. Um, 
in there and they just randomly had it and I think everyone else was just having like a lager and stuff and there's me kind of nursing a two-thirds of this <laughs> <laughs> double macchiato because once again I just saw it and I was like oh my god I need to Must have this have. and I think it was the first beer of the night as well so that was a that was a brave Ooh, brave choice <laughs> <laughs> just destroyed every other beer for the rest of the day yeah mm. Just like, oh, this, leg, this lager tastes like hazelnut. <laughs> this lager tastes like coffee. <laughs> nice. Good, good. Uh, Lucy, we'll come yeah. to you for the three hills. Yes, the dimension of space. It, it, it definitely doesn't have the uh, the kick in terms of aroma of um, the last beer. Mm-hmm. But I, that was very pungent, so can't really blame it for that. But it's got a very... Very orangey uh, aroma. It's orange in colour. May look. Yeah, it's probably coming up right yeah. on the camera. Yeah, very orangey. Yeah, j- just slight, slight orange peel smell. Okay. Influenced instantly by the colour. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> You see, I think I went for the wrong beer first. <laughs> <laughs> Just because this this one feels the, the, the taste of more subtle. I think it's very much, you know, the American braggadocious brashness versus the very subtle, confident, you know, subtle nature of, you know, English brewing, perhaps. <laughs> but, um,. It's nice. It's very soft. I'd say it's a little watery. The smell is subtle, and so is the taste. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're getting a little bit of orange in the taste. Um, Not... Hmm. Not getting much more than that orange in terms of flavour at this uh, point. Do you think you need a little bit of bitterness? Yeah, I need minutes to 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 let that one settle in. I think I do. Because I, I had a little sip of water, I might need to have another one just to clean my palate a little bit more. Because mm. this is this is just way more subtle and um, uh, not as brash as the last beer, so it, it's a bit hard to pick out those flavours. But um, yeah, I'm probably going to let this one sit and come back to me. Mm. Circle okay. around the horn. All right, all right, we'll circle. Around and around and around. Adol. Yes. Beers. How does yours taste? Uh, so it is a very similar color uh, to the other yeah. one. It's a little more hazy and a little, a touch more yellow. This is, looks like, um, in person, it's a bit like um, unpasteurized honey that's been sitting for a while. It gets that crystalline mm. sort of. That's that's like exactly what this looks like in person. Much more. Nose is very tropical, um, much more on the mango side. A little bit of sweetness, and uh, in contrast to the previous beer, there's no malts going on. It's just this lovely, sweet, slight sweetness on top of um, mango tropically nose. Mm. Um, Ooh. Mm. 
It's a lot thinner than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, 6.5%. 6. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a little thin, um, so it's quite easy to quaff. It, it has a hoppiness on the finish, but almost no, not a lot of lingering bitterness. Mm. So there's a little bit, but it's, it's so light in that, that this could just disappear on me because it'd be like, oh, I like this. I'm going to have to keep drinking. And like the finish is there, but light. So I'm not, I, I'm unlike the beer, Lucy's first beer where she was just like, I'm halfway through because I'm still tasting it for so long. This is the exact opposite. It's kind of like a more quicker finish. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is really good. Lovely tropical notes. A touch of dankness off the top. Um, and then a light citrus sweetness. Think, think. Kind of like someone was making a cake and dropped half tangerine into it. Like it's just this lingering bit of sweet citrus. Very much in the back, but clearly there. Mm. Um which really helps with bringing the dankness and the tropicaliness together. Like you, it's, it's that, that sweetness is sort of right in the middle. And then there's also this, um, this maltiness is like a substrate, like just sitting there calmly also helping bring those things together. Um, not too strong, but it's there. Um, you can tell it's been double dry hopped because that tropical like bouquet that was so easy to waft much stronger than the taste of the beer again it's a little more reserved but very nuanced um it's it's that quintessential um someone's like oh you know you and your craft beers i don't really like beer and you're like well see this is what i'm having they smell like oh that smells delicious and you're like it won't taste and then they taste it and they're like why does it you know it's got that that disparity of just this luxurious um non-bitter bouquet sort of floral or tropical floral bouquet uh, and then you're just like, ah, but there is a dank underdome, which, you know, as an IPA fan, you want, right? Mm-hmm. So it's got, I think the trouble dry hopping is doing exactly what you want. It's, 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 it's really, um, yeah, it's just really, I want, I don't know why the word endearing is coming to mind. I think because it's got all these interesting notes that are stitched together, but none of them are boisterous. It, it, it isn't, like Lucy said, like a brashness. There's none of that. It's nice and it's not, it's reserved in the sense of it's not in your face, but it's yeah. doing all these things well, just calmly. Um, like I said, kind of like I was describing the tangerine, just doing its thing in the background, you could easily miss it. There's just mm. a slight citrus sweetness. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is kind of those types of notes just working together, just nice. calmly being good at what it's doing. <laughs> good. As you kind of would expect uh, from, oh. from Little Monk. Uh, cool. So, the dare. Uh, dare is just something else, isn't it, really? I mean, I haven't even tasted it yet. Um, <laughs> just that nose... It's so soft. It's a little bit fruity. It's a you know a similar color to kind of everyone else's. Maybe a little bit more straw, but it's it's thick. It looks thick. Uh, it looks solid in uh, in color. Oh my god, that's just too easy. <laughs> wow. So it's just fruit. It's not you know, uh, a 2018, or was it 2019, sort of juice bomb. You know, when, when all double IPAs were just the juice bombs and that was it. Um, it has a lot of fruit in there, but there's just such a softness to it. It's, it's you know, as we kind of say about like Verdant and, and lots of other sort of breweries, it's just, it's just pillowy. It's just so <laughs> light. Um, That's the word, because I, I had a Dea yesterday and a Verdant. Mm. 
and yes, just soft and I think pillowy is the perfect word. Yes, yeah. For what their beers are, um, could sleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I probably will sleep after this, um, <laughs> but it's it's got a little bit of it's got a little bit of mango to it, but there's a slight sweetness in there as well. Um, I don't know whether it's something similar, like a, maybe like a pineapple, just a little bit sweeter. Um, this is going to go back ridiculously quickly. But yeah, there's just this this slightly ripe sort of mango in there. And it, yeah, and that, and this sweetness. I just cannot quite get what that what that is. It doesn't sort of lean towards um mm, now it's sat on my palate it tastes a little bit different oh hmm. ooh, what else is going on <laughs> I'll come back thing. to this in a moment I was just um, Lucy do you have yeah my palate's become a little more acclimated to this now and um yeah it's not a bad beer by any stretch of the means it's just way more subtle than the last one but I'm getting a bit more more of those um, fruity flavors. I, I think I think orange and um, is is very much the leading flavor. And uh, as Adil was saying, I think that can get when that's just the singular flavor. Sometimes that can get a bit lost. You know that kind of tangerine, yeah. very light, subtle um, orangey flavor. But um, yeah, it's it's subtle. It's it's. <laughs> It's nice. I I, I I just can't get the last one out of my head. It's so hard. It's a, it's sort of like um, I don't know. Call of Duty. It's like it's a, it's a very good shooter. Um, and it just takes up all your hard drive space. That beer is just taking up my whole uh, thought process at the moment. Um, whereas this one, it, it, it's a very good beer. It's it's a neeper, but it it doesn't quite have that that fullness or that you know, uh, even that fruitiness um, that I'd expect a Nipa to have. So it's a little bit disappointing in that aspect, but it's still a very good beer. It's got a nice little bit of bitterness at, at the back, so it's well balanced. It's got, uh, as I say, it's just it's, it's just not got that. It's not that got that pizzazz. It's not got that mm-hmm. USP. It's it's a very nice, easy drinking beer, but especially coming off the back of the. Um, LIC beer project beer, it's it it wavers a bit, um, but taken on its own merits, it's still a very good beer. Yeah. Uh, so I am enjoying it. Um, it's just that man. Maybe I should stop drinking American beers on because <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't don't do it. To I mean the yeah the equilibrium a few mm. weeks back. You know I I bought. A few more equilibrium beers, which uh, <laughs> might become a very expensive uh, <laughs> habit, <laughs> considering they're from America. But um, yeah, Free Hills, their opinion, uh, my opinion of them hasn't changed. They're, they're still a very good brewery. Nice. I had, um, I think, I had a Nipa from them a few days ago, a week ago, or something. Let me find the name of it because I can definitely say I preferred that one. Okay. Um, it was called Forever Always That. Uh, so I think I prefer that one to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, just as a, you know, analogue, both Nipahs, so um, I'd probably pick up that one over this one. Um, 
But yeah, still decent. Yeah, yeah. good, good. Um, just before we move on, then um, this is a this is an interesting bit because if I have a little sort of sip of it, I'm getting all of that right mango. That's sort of the main flavour in there. But if I take a nice big deep gulp of it, it kind of presents itself a little bit better. So both have that sweetness in there, but the beer kind of lingers a little bit more on the big gulp, and you're getting maybe a bit more of a softer sort of stone fruit in there as well. So you've got that mango, that tropical stone fruit that's quite big, it's quite punchy, it's a little bit ripe at the start, and then it softens, and it sort of maybe gets a little bit more sort of peachy. Um, but again, there's still that sort of removed, not removed sweetness, but there's still a sweetness in there, which I just I just can't quite pick out. And I, I think pineapple, because it would blend quite well. It's it's very, very similar. So and, and pineapple gets lost so easily, along with a lot of other flavours, that maybe it's yeah. just lifting that sweetness a little bit. But again, it's a dipper, so it could be that that sweetness is just lifted a bit by the by the alcohol as well. Mm. And if this was, you know, if this was up at like ten percent or something. I would say absolutely that alcohol is from uh, that, that sweetness is from the alcohol because it's a little bit lower. It feels like there's more going on, and that there's something mm-hmm. else in there just to lift it a little bit. Uh, but we shall return to all of our beers now at the end of the episode. Um, I'm conscious that we do have a game uh, Adel and Lucy have played that we uh, we have to talk about for reviewing purposes. But Tom, I want to come back to you we've talked a lot about beer tonight uh, and about the um, about the festivals but gaming um, is it something you're getting much time for at the moment having a, a small human to have to look after uh, has have your habits sort of changed um, with that and or even with um, you know with the we kind of the changes to the last year and working and things how is your relationship with gaming at the moment it's it's a loving return. Gaming is embracing me back in, <laughs> into its bosom. Um, yeah, it's been oh, it's been so weird just having just having like you know a, a passion, a hobby, just suddenly <laughs> having no time whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I I'm, I love kind of um, bigger games like RPGs and things like that as well. And you know, when you have like a 20, 20 minutes to play a game, <laughs> yeah, that's just not doable. You know, you, you, you jump it back into Skyrim. You're like, where am I? What am I doing? Why am I carrying all this stuff? You know, you just... No one has you, ever figured that one out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> huh? What? Um, so, it, you know, I've, I've definitely had to dip into that kind of casual gaming. Um, you know, I was one of the many... Uh, Animal Crossing people of uh, of 2020, and you know what? I think that got got us all through <laughs> a lot of that start. Yeah. Uh, I um I've actually got a cap with um the Tom Nook uh, leaf on it. Nice. And I actually oh, nice. wore it. Nice. I actually wore it to Bristol um, Craft Beer Festival uh, <laughs> last year, and it was amazing. The amount of people that were like, oh, Animal Crossing. I was like, yeah, yeah. And there's probably a lot of people as well that are like, what brewery is that from? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I've I've allowed myself, or I should say, I 
girlfriend's allowed me to have some more time to <laughs> to get back into gaming and um it's been amazing like i you know i've, I've it's one of those things that i've i've been i've been gaming since the game gear came out i think mm. that's the first oh yeah i got it the year it came came out and oh. i was just like it was more my dad bought it for himself but you know said it was a present for me i think was <laughs> uh, was that was how it's done um but yeah i've just always been fascinated with with gaming um so it's been so good to get back into it and um i came back right in time because um Final Fantasy VII Remake came on uh, PlayStation Plus. And oh, yes. That has just oh, yeah. absolutely made uh, the last few weeks. Um, that kind of nostalgia coming back. Um, you know, I, don't, I don't know what you guys think of it, but you know, I think they've it's really done it justice. And um, there's a, you, know, you can see that it's modernised. But um, yeah, I think I've just... Yeah, you know, I love the music from from the original, and I like the changes in here. It's you know, it's like a a nice nod to it mm. at times. Like, um, you know, obviously, what's weird is that this is just a, a small chapter of, of yeah. what's to come. Um, so in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I want to I want to get out in the open world and and start seeing more. But I, I've actually really enjoyed what they've what they've done with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think I went on a bit of a, a splurge as well. Of just buying games that I never got to play um, over the last two years. Um, so I bought um, I bought Metal Gear, The Phantom Pain. So I'm a oh, massive yeah. fan oh, yeah. of uh, yeah. the Metal Gear franchise. And then um, one that I've always seen and never jumped into is uh, the Yakuza series as well. Mm. Ah, yes. Um, and they're so all got... basically free on Games Pass right now. Yeah. PC. And I know. Well, God, yeah. I think Xbox at the moment just seem to be seem to killing it and that's hard for me to say is like I've, I've had a playstation since playstation one as well <laughs> and I'm, I'm seeing you know bethesda going over to it i'm like oh my god what do i <laughs> what do i do um but yeah so i've um i've got a i've got i had to actually buy a um, external hard drive for my playstation mm-hmm. because i had all these games i wanted to play uh and obviously you know, you rejoin PlayStation Plus, and it allows you to re-download all those old games that you had. Yeah. So, okay. I think for about a week, my um, I just had to let the games kind of download. There were so many of them. <laughs> um, and now I'm kind of like a kid in the sweet shop, kind of looking at them all, being like, "Okay, which one do I want to play today?" And you know, almost like a Netflix uh, uh, effect, where you're like, "I'm, I'm scrolling back and forth." Yeah. <laughs> Choice I feel like I need to like. Yeah, I feel like I need to like de- just delete some and re- uh, reinstall them later. Um, but I'm jumping from game to game at the moment, mm. um, and obviously now and then, you know, PlayStation then released that Play at Home um, mm. series Ooh, of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I haven't even looked at those. Yeah, there's Sub- there's one that's got me hooked at the moment. Um, Subnautica. Oh, that's really ah, good. classic game. Yeah, mm. and I'm just like. I think that's one I really enjoy because it is just you know you can quite easily jump into that and, and leave it. Um, although I do keep realizing that I'm just going out and trying to find X material mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and bring it back yeah. and then go out yeah. again. <laughs> but um, oh. you know, as I say, I love RPGs, so I'm used to I'm used to doing that for hours. 
<laughs> well, I mean, Animal Crossing also just is, is a good example of mm. it's a simple gameplay loop to describe, but that doesn't, like, it's all in the presentation and the world and, like, why you, how you're motivated to do the loop. I think Subnautica is such a beautiful, calming game in that way that, like... Yeah, definitely. Which, which is also weird for me to say because I definitely have a fear of open water. So <laughs> Okay. There's times in that game I'm swimming, I'm swimming. Oh, it suddenly gets dark. Oh, I'm actually quite quite deep. I have no idea where I'm going. Oh my god. Mm. What am I doing? <laughs> Apparently one of the developers has a fear of water. Really? Open water as well, yeah. So you're not alone in that. <laughs> I mean, there definitely is a... Is a there, there are gamers, people who like via the safety of your living room can enjoy or like almost the confront the fear or just like get to enjoy the humans have this weird relationship with fear and adrenaline right and so you you can sort of toe that line in a very safe way um and so i know i know people who like don't want the arachnid mode like the spider mode that you have in games because it's like i don't like spiders but i i'm fine with them in games even though i'm scared shitless because they have this weird like they they their brain allows them to have that just enough dissonance that they can be scared but not frightened i, I, was gonna say, not I see you nodding lucy difference. but i know in your mind turn like, those, no turn no, those yeah there's no, no, no spider i was like yeah every Meanwhile, game should I, be like grounded and have a no spider man but even then just knowing that there's spiders even though it's just too Eyes orbs. floating, it's just like, no. Just a box. Do I mean, doesn't Comes it make it orbs. worse, the idea that the spiders are invisible? Yeah, and they have this horrible sound as well, and just like, oh my god, no. <laughs> See, like, I, I, I like Subnautica for the opposite reason, which is um, a hobby that I do very infrequently because it's mm. not cheap and usually involves travel, is scuba diving. Mm. And it's <laughs> it's like, I, I can, I instead, like, can kind of remember the feeling I had out in, in the open water and being surrounded by fish and floating, just just floating, which is an amazing experience. Um, via that game, it reminds me of those things. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting that, like, you can come from either end and still it's good enough to, like, make you kind of afraid of it, but also remind you why you like the thing, depending on who you mm -hmm. are. And it's... it's it, I can see it, like, getting into that sensibility, but also... Uh, Tom, with your, your sort of your love of RPGs as well, it's kind of like RPG light, isn't it? It's a little bit more of a survival sort of game, but it does have those elements to to it as well. And playing that, maybe not sort of alongside, but very closely to something like Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is uh, you know just pure RPG, you can see how you'd very easily flow in between those games, and how that's such a it's a it's a it's kind of a nice flow of, of what you are playing and um, kind of like everything that you've sort of mentioned does have that little bit of RPG uh, element to it and I'm all for that I mean all of the games that you have mentioned like <laughs> yes 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 yep, yep. Um, tick 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 yep, yep. Uh, fun, fun. although also like not completed not completed finishing games is had to restart because I forgot what I was doing you know yeah that's definitely one thing um, Final Fantasy 7 <laughs> remake for me um, I, I I think I put it as third of my games of last year but since then it's the game I've thought about most um before I think Crusader Kings three and um, the Last of Us Part two were were above that, 
but I've thought about Final Fantasy VII more than I have either of those games since. And I think yeah. it's just crept up for me in being, if I was to do like a retrospective now, I would sit here and go, Final Fantasy VII was my favourite game from last year. Absolutely. Because it's just taken so much mind share um, from everything else. And it's, mm. you know... when yeah, 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 and even it's slightly more in the news cycle as well with the upgrade to PS5 and the and the Yuffie um, DLC, or not even DLC, but the episode that they're going to bring out with it. I'm like, yep, yeah, brilliant. I want more of this, please. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, now I need to find a PlayStation 5, sure, because I can't play it anywhere else. So I'll do that. When's the next one coming? Okay, good. Give me more information. Give me more information. Just <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> Do, do you think people were saying that with uh, with a Cat Sith uh, episode? Oh, you got a little glimpse of him in the uh, in the in the trailer, but I don't think it's interesting. Like, I don't know what they'll do. I don't know whether they'll kind of stick to the main story because there's certain characters in the original game which you can miss. Certain characters like Sid, you always I mean, have to get Sid. Yeah, I think. He's one of them. I don't think you can miss Sid. No, yeah, you you get you get Sid because he's the the rocket pilot. Airship. Yeah. So um, it's Vincent and Yuffie, isn't it? I think they're, they're yeah, yeah, I was going to say Vincent yeah. and Yuffie are the only two uh, missable characters because okay. the rest of, the rest of them have some plot attached, mm-hmm. like Red Thirteen. Oh, it was Kate, Kate Sith by Golden part, Saucer, yeah, you, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see kind of how <laughs> poor Lucy's like, uh huh. <laughs> Yuffie, like, yeah. Cool. I thought someone sneezed when they said um, that. Yeah. yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they approach yeah. all of these all of these things. But it's, I guess, still, most of it is up in the air at the moment based upon maybe how well this extra episode does uh, or whether they'll just bring it all into kind of like a mainline um, instalment rather than, you know, an extra sort of few hours to then throw on top. So I, I can't wait for in like ten years the uh, Final Fantasy VII definitive edition, and there's like yeah. eleven things in the. <laughs> and we're and we're a, a whole new generation on again oh, yeah. when that actually yes. comes out. It's a PS6 and it's seven hyper rave discs. <laughs> and what they'll do is they'll um, they'll allow Cloud to have like a PSP and play the original Final Fantasy VII on it within it. Yeah, so you have the. The original within the actual game. That'd be cool. Oh, but it, it couldn't possibly be a, be a PSP or a Vita because they, those those consoles are dead to that company. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> sure. That's true. They'll probably turn this store back on just for just for members of the um, deluxe package yeah. of Final Fantasy. That's part. Yeah, that's that's part 2. of the game. Yeah. Relive those stores. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, nice. Cool. Uh, let us then uh, move on to talking about I know a game that Lucy and Adel you have both played, uh, which I've forgotten the name of. Behind something before your or eyes. Before. Mm. Yeah. before your eyes. Uh, I'm. I, I got distracted by Final Fantasy talk. I was opening up Steam <laughs> so I could read the thing. Uh, one second. Okay. Embark on an emotional first-person narrative adventure where you control the story and affect its outcome. Outcomes with your real-life blinks. With this innovative technique, you will fully immerse yourself in a world of memories, both joyous and heartbreaking, as your whole life flashes before your eyes. It comes out technically tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we got um, preview codes. Uh, so, literally, you set up a webcam, you do some calibration of blinking at the screen. 
Um, and you know, you, you, one of the it, hardest it, parts it, about the game is uh, looking away is just a consistent blink, no matter what you do. And I was streaming it, and so I was glancing to Twitch chat, and I was like, ah, blinked there, oops. <laughs> um, but um, it's it's brilliant. I really loved it. Um, I'm hesitant to say a lot, not only because we're on, under embargo, but also just because I think it's worth playing, in, even if you aren't really into games. If you're into s storytelling in games and interactive storytelling and getting all of the feels, um, this is worth doing. It is... Um, I've bought it, so I don't see a price. on. Oh, there's no price in the store because it's not out till tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, and... It can be played without a webcam. Um, okay. I think I think the you may lose some of the. I think you will lose a lot. I yeah. think at that point, watching a let's play would be reasonable. One of the things I really liked about streaming it was being able to confidently say, "Watching me do this isn't enough." Mm -hmm. yeah. um, between so so, um, you're basically the premise is you wake up and you're just this floating thing and this dog on a boat tells you that this is essentially the afterlife. It's like the River Styx, yeah. He's like it's the River Styx. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's... Version. Yeah. <laughs> and there's seagulls for whatever reason. He says he's plucked you, and he gets one shot to find someone to tell their story well enough to get them into the city. <laughs> the city. It's all you know. Uh, and then, so he says, look, we're going to go through your memories, and uh, when you blink, we'll hop forward to a new memory. So, like, your first memory is a lady on the beach and you, presumably your mom, uh, and it just kind of paints open, and you, you're looking at a sunset, and you hear her talking, and then you blink, and it cuts her off. Uh, and you're like, oh, right, I blinked. And so, you know, so it's nice because basically what happens is you've got the mouse to aim your cursor, and there's sometimes there's, like, eye icons, and you have to put your mouse cursor on it, then blink, and then it'll trigger an event in the scene. Um, but as soon as a metronome shows up, um, the next time you blink, the scene goes away. And yeah. it comes up early in a several-line voice acting sequence. And so this is where the, 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 the innovative technology really hooked, like, works. Because you're like, oh, I want to listen. I can't blink. But I'm very human and very, you know, <laughs> I, I immediately did the... Which just makes your eyes get yes. weaker immediately. <laughs> yes, uh, podcast listeners, I'm, I'm bug-eyeing, right? Um, and so it's just like, oh, and then you realize you're doing it. You're like, ah, oh, crap. And then you're like, did I blink? I didn't blink. This happened several times. I'm like, I swear I blinked, but it didn't register. Ha-ha. Uh, yeah. And I blink as I'm like, ha-ha, in my head. Because I'm like, I succeeded. <laughs> yeah. And so I relaxed. So, And like this, this, um, this tension between trying to focus on the story but also literally the easiest way to do it is to unfocus your eyes mm -hmm. so you don't strain them but you're still trying to take things in i played with subtitles on um for the stream's sake but i also think that's a good i think that was they have basically i think it was good that i could kind of lightly read as yes. well as listen yeah. um but also they had a mode which is like limited subtitles because certain things the gameplay would be impacted if they just put all of the subtitles. Mm. Uh, we'll go into the details on that. But I think that's a really smart mode of being accessible, but letting you know that, hey, if you want to be fully accessible, your gameplay will be impacted. And so we've made a mode where your gameplay won't. You can just do yeah. the reading. Um, and then a couple times... Uh, so, it's the, so it's basically that mechanic, right? 
move your mouse, blink at a thing. Sometimes it's like you're taking note, notes in class when you're younger as a student. You know, you blink at a thing on the board and then you move your cursor and now it's got scribbles. And then if, as soon as you blink when the scribbles are over the page, your character will take a note. So that's mm-hmm. taking notes in class. Like, it, it really simple like that. And then there's certain things where it'll track if your eyes are closed. Um, and I found it was later in the game where more emotions happened and i found that very effective because the voice acting is very good and suddenly i'm i've been used to straining and looking and hunting and then suddenly i have to just close my eyes and all like all i'm doing is listening because i'm kind of waiting for the game to run out of dialogue like as a mechanic so no i can open my my eyes up um but also that means i'm just focusing on this good voice acting which is you know Biggest spoiler I'll give is it's emotional and a and a and a trip. Mm. Uh, so, like having to focus on a really good voice actor saying some emotional stuff, right? You're you're just there and you're not distracted by your room or like it. Just it's actually just really good immersion because I'm literally shutting out all the things that might be distract me from the game, and all I'm doing is listening to this emotional yeah. exchange, and I can't help but get all the feels. Mm-hmm. And like between lockdown and et cetera and whatever, but also just like this is so like the mechanics. I just like usually I'm pretty jokey jokey on streams and like I've played a couple like adventure games that have dealt with, you know, very tough subjects as they seems to be a trend of like really cutesy graphics and really sad family stories. <laughs> um, and here it was just like, I'm tearing up, guys. <laughs> But also, this isn't helping me play the game because I have tears in my eyes. I thought you were just moistening your eyes. Yeah, I thought you were just moistening your eyes because they were open so um, long. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, when I first started playing this game, I was like, um, oh, I wish every game was like this where I could just, uh, you know, play the game from blinking. And there are technologies that do that, you know, eye tracking technologies. But then after, like, uh, five minutes, it's probably no more than that, I was like, no, wait, actually, this is pretty exhausting, having to keep my eyes open. And as you say, that that push and pull between thinking, okay, I have to keep my eyes open, and when you're doing that, you're concentrating on keeping your eyes open. And it, it, it's a, it's a, it gamifies your bodily functions, which is very interesting. Um, what a turn of given phrase. That it's not, <laughs> given, given that it's not like a, you know, Wii Fit board or anything like that. It's, it, it, and I just ha- love the themes going through it, because, you know, there's the metronome telling you when you can and cannot blink. And there's a whole theme of, you know, your mother being a musician in the mm-hmm. game. And um, I love how it's about, you know, life and death, and it's literally your life flashing between before your eyes in every scene. And I love how they combine the mechanics with, with just that storytelling and that theme. And and yeah, the the, the part where what you're talking about, deal where you're actually closing your eyes and listening to the story. I mean, games are very. It's all about the synesthesia, where it's like you know you got sound coming out, you know, positional sound, audio, and you got. You know things going off in front of your eyes, and you have also the graphics and the storytelling. And but this was just simply just focusing on that audio and that storytelling. I think it's a, as you say, quite a emotive and powerful um, mechanic and thing to do. So yeah, it's 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 fascinating. Um, I need to dig more into the story, especially with what you've said, Adil. Um, 
it's like I was focusing on <laughs> on the stream of you playing it, but I was more focusing on you struggling, which was <laughs> far funnier um, than anything else. <laughs> like, and because I didn't want to be spoiled on the story, because um, yeah, I was really interested in where it, where it was going, and so yeah, it's just, it's just a it's a unique thing. Mm. It, it, you obviously find these kinds of experiences in indie games, especially, but um, yeah, the, it, it's it's still good how it manages to surprise you and just have something different. Which, yes. Yeah, mm. and and usually it, it's not often you get so often you get in indie games. Because there's a freedom of storytelling, just having these really impactful narratives, um, and often you get like really interesting, weird, quirky gameplay mechanics or interaction points. And I, I but I've literally never seen like such a great stitching of both, like unique yeah. versions of both of those things together. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah. So like I, I, I played the whole thing on stream. I mean, there is a vod going up on on the website tomorrow, I think, uh, of it. Um, but I think the best thing you could do is just watch the credits with me as I kind of basked in the afterglow. Mm. <laughs> um, because, I, I mean, I wasn't spoiling anything in the credits, but I was kind of just talking about, oh, wow, all the things I thought about. And I let the whole credits go because I just just wanted to acknowledge all of that, including all the Kickstarters, because it was just such an interesting game. And I, it's so unique. And like I said, I haven't... I mean, games, I'm not, you know... Iron-hearted bastard, like I. But like games don't usually hit me so hard in the feels. And this one, I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> oh god, yeah, okay, we're we're doing this." And like, oh, it's it keeps going, and oh, interesting. And like, the writing is very good. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's not. It's it. You know, there are tough scenes, uh, but it doesn't feel like it's doing that to make you get the feels. I guess it's like, oh, this yeah. is. It's not exploitative. It, in mm, sense, yeah, yeah, it very much feels like this is the story we're trying to tell, and in that story, there's going to be these harsh, like these hard emotional moments. Versus, hey, we've got the story. How do we make you feel the most in it? I guess mm-hmm. if you think of the two different approaches yeah. to writing. Um, yeah, it was. It, it's excellent. I I cannot recommend it highly enough. E- even if you're not really looking for feels, it's. Like, like I said, it's such an interesting innovation. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah. Before Your Eyes also, yes, uh, I was going to say a thing. Uh, then I think, yeah, so uh, the I, I, we were talking about it and I, 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 you know, I happen to acronym most things. I'm too lazy to type. Before Your Eyes just says bye, which has a game about crossing the river sticks it's like oh you I see what you did there because i didn't until this afternoon <laughs> um i mean uh, watching it uh, uh, was good for both the story and the dialogue beginning but and also for your reaction but i think like and uh, tom i don't know whether you would have um kind of felt this in say the last you know 20 odd months but since having evelyn things seem to hit me just that little bit harder and even you know watching you experience this story i'm sat here like jeez this is this at this does hit and i'm not even controlling any of this i'm just sort of watching it and I, I find even even with sort of passive entertainment and not just active entertainment i feel just that little bit more not connected so much but emotional impacted. and impacted yes impacted is the mm. is the word um, yeah, as as a new newish hey, father, Tom, 
Is is that something you've experienced as well? I mean, He's crying right now. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I, I was just blinking. I'm just blinking as well. Um, I, I'd like to say that uh, it, it's only happened since uh, Robin was born, but I, I was. I'm definitely an emoji. Right. Um, and I think it's just been yeah enhanced um, since Robin. I mean, Christmas adverts. Oh my god, I just can't. I can't even deal with them anymore. <laughs> I think I can't even remember which advert it was. It wasn't even a sad. It wasn't even a sad advert. And, and I was just like, "What? What's going on?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah and there's and there's just certain movies. I don't know why they get me. Obviously, like we're, um, you know, we're watching uh, some Disney films and stuff with Robin. Oh God. And, yeah. Know, we watch we watch Moana, and for some reason, just throughout that film, I'm just. I'm just an emotional wreck and I have to hide it from Robin who's like singing and dancing. I'm just like, I can't take this. Um, so yeah, like, you know, hearing the description of this game, I'm like, I really want to, I really want to try this just for the, you know, p- partly for the, I, I don't want to say novelty because I, I imagine that the blinking part um, doesn't become a novelty. It, you know, it's part of what you're, you're doing. Um, it's part of the game. I mean, you know, it, the first they they know really well to like i mean you don't know what you're getting into right so you're just like ah, i'm blinking so like the first five ten minutes are i think where i set the tone for the stream of laughing at me struggling and then when <laughs> when the story got like more emotionally rich it was like well this is weird you didn't yeah, expect this at all but yeah i think novelty's <laughs> fine to say because because it is just a novel like thing mm-hmm. um and it's very hard to describe without just letting someone do it mm, yeah but i guess then that story element then is really what hooks you in so you know you might come in for the for the novelty of trying it out but then it is that that kind of quality from what it sounds like of yeah um that that is really hooking you in and like yeah i mean i'm i'm sold i'm already like right where do i where do i get this tomorrow <laughs> and uh, steam and and is there a is do they, it just are scenes extended because you don't blink? That's what I'm wondering. Like, yes. So, so I was just gonna say. So, a couple of things I, I glossed over was were that there are decision points where you can because you're again the the premise is you're sort of going through your memories with the boat boat dog, um, and so you can kind of you'll have two eyes and it's like choice you know choice A or choice B, and so you can kind of guide the story in that way. So, um, it's definitely you can craft it yourself so it's not it's not like you're you, you, which is just enough choices to make you not feel like you're on rails um but this is the thing that i realized was like a couple of the early scenes you know your your parents are just talking and then you you accidentally you just blink and then you, it literally just kills the scene and it goes forward like to another point in your childhood not the next day because you're telling the story of your life right and you're like ah oh, but i was I was like, it, I was enjoying the world building you were doing, and now I don't want to lose it on this scene. And now I'm like tense, but I also can't be tense because that's going to make the scene shorter. Because if yeah. I'm tense, I'm blinking sooner, and like that, that literal tension in your eyes is so strange, and it is novel, and it's this weird fight, be- and it's so smart. And I think that's why I kind of got hit in the feels. So, not to say the writing isn't strong, but I think it's it's the stitching together of the mechanic and the writing, right? Because you get you get so invested in in the story because you want to hear more, and you're physiologically fighting yourself mm. to hear more, and like so the game mechanic. That's why I'm saying it's such an interesting like combination of the two, because I'm now fighting to hear more of your dialogue, 
in virtue of it being hard for me to do that and me not like and now the dialogue really matters and so i can't help but tune in and feel invested in it and so when the dialogue builds to to sort of more the, the narrative stakes hit higher i'm going up there with you and i'm, I'm already invested even before the stakes got higher and i like again i think it's but yeah that's exactly what that's why i was i was being a bit comical in the in in, in the stream because it was like no don't stop you know <laughs> like I, I was i wanted to do that thing and i couldn't do that thing or sometimes the metronome would show up and then like a few seconds later and i would show up so it's like oh if i don't blink and get can get the mouse to the eye i can then blink and continue the scene with this new bit of information and i do that and then the metronome immediately starts up again and i'm like oh is another eye gonna show up like mm -hmm. it keeps you guessing such you don't know when what scenes it's just not worth holding on to not blinking mm -hmm. um like so there were a couple scenes where i was just like i figured it out relax my eyes and then like my dad finished his line I was like, oh, fuck, I could have blinked 10 seconds yeah. ago. <laughs> what a waste. Yeah. But the thing is, is that even when you skip to the next scene uh, from blinking, it, it doesn't feel punishing because it's like, no. it's such a natural reaction anyway, so you can't exactly blame yourself. And also, the story just keeps moving. Mm. And, mm. you know, the, the text is rich enough that it's like, you're not even thinking about the last scene. You're, you're right there in that yeah, moment fully in the focused. next one. So. Yeah, it, it's not like, okay, uh, quick save, let's re-roll this character, or let's, you know, uh, save scum this and just I, quickly yep, go back. You never, yeah, you, you don't feel that way, so, which is good, because, you know, we're only human, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Can't help blinking. <laughs> so the, and the whole thing's like an hour and a half long. Mm -hmm. right, so, so the perfect length to you can find the time, you can just sit there and do the whole thing, which is, mm -hmm. I, like, I think... The exact thing you want to do. Yes. Yeah. Right? You're yeah. just immersed. You stay immersed. You, you go through the whole thing. You experience it. And they add the new mechanics. And you're used to blinking being the thing. So, yeah. And again, I, I, I there is a stream of it. I, I And I think I'm going to, when I, I why I said maybe not tomorrow is because I want to record a bit at the beginning to just be like, hey, this is great. Yeah. If you want to know if you should get this game, get this game. The stream is, we put all our streams up as video you know vods but this is worth getting and i think you should know that before you go mm -hmm. further because the story is so yes. important so i just want to record a bit of that before i, I post a thing so hopefully i get around nice. to it tomorrow but uh, yeah i just again being really light because i think it, it is such a well-made and well-written thing that the less you know in this case the, the better um that it, it's it's worth doing and yeah get before your eyes is what i say <laughs> good good a ringing endorsement um for a quite short experience but one that's very impactful uh, i would imagine if they tried to eke it out a little bit you know if you're you're, you're looking at an hour and a half to a two hour experience if they try to make that sort of three or four maybe it starts to lose a little bit of the impact maybe again they hit a point where they know that they're asking quite a lot of people in terms of this sort of blinking mechanic that actually over a four-hour yeah. period, that's just unsustainable. Yeah. Um, It'd need to come with free eye drops at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Digital release, put your address in because we'll post you some eye drops. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. That is a uh, excellent place for us to finish this week. We will come back then to the beers 
that we have drank just to round out our evenings and see if we had any any favourites uh, or any final thoughts on the beers that we have uh, drank. Tom, we'll come back to you first. Uh, any any final thoughts on these beers? Well, I think I uh, definitely did it the right way round. <laughs> I, like, I like what Lucy was uh, saying earlier. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if I had started on the macchiato and then gone to the house? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, so I'm just drinking a bottle of 500ml of water. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, the, the Lost and Grounded, I think, um, I think, yeah, well, the interesting thing about the two of these beers, you know, you've got the macchiato, which is full, full of flavour, and it's just, it's got so much going on, so many levels, the mouth fills, everything there. And then, You've got Lost and Grounded, the lager there. That you know, it's all about that balance and all about that crisp. You know, it, it's it's um, two very different beers, but both amazing. And you know, I think um, it's it's there's definitely a point of uh, that you get to when you're in craft beer that you kind of realise the um, the importance of both. Mm. Um, you know, I'm definitely got to that that circle of craft beer. <laughs> Lover, started at lager, <laughs> went through all the craziness, back at lager. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, I yeah, and I think you know, lager was definitely um, throughout last year as well. What I what I was drinking, mm. um, you know, I just I, I I just couldn't drink those crazy beers every day. <laughs> um, there was a, there was a time and a place for them, but um, yeah, but macchiato, you know, as I as I said earlier, I have um, I have such fond memories of it, and. Um, it's it, yeah, it's everything I I remember of it, um, and um, yeah, I mean I'm, I'm almost at the end of it already to be honest, and it's just yeah, and I um, I forgot that it's um, I forgot that it has lactose in it, but mm-hmm. you know obviously for a lot of people there's um, there's a lot of beers that they say you know why is there lactose in this? This is obviously a very clear one where where that adds mm-hmm. adds to this, adds to those flavors, um, so it really works. Um, yeah, so it's. Just delicious. Perfect. Nice. 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 Lucy, we'll come to you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's a no-brainer this week. Um, the Free Hills definitely grew on me over time. Um, just nursing the last of it now. It's, it, it's a good beer. It's a decent beer. It's well-balanced. It's it's soft. It's very easy drinking. Um, I think getting a bit more of that uh, fruit as you know, as as I went through it, so it's it, it's nice. It's a it's a good beer, but it, it, it's got to be the King's Guard, isn't mm-hmm. it? Isn't it? Yep. Yep. The King's Guard from LIC Beer Project in Queens, New York. Um, yeah, it was just it, it was very out there. It was like, look. Here's a beer. We're gonna just punch you in the face with all these flavors, all the you know, just deck you um, with all this hoppiness, all this fruitiness, a um, little bit of sweetness, a little bit of bitterness. You know, quite carbonated, very hoppy, and and yeah, the, as you were saying, Ben, like the water quality as well was nice, where it was soft mm. at the same time as doing all of those things. It's just a really good bit. This is the uh, probably the first I've had from this brewery. Hmm. I think it is actually. Um, I've seen the Marat kicking around for quite some time on Ash, or so, um, but this is the first time I've had from them. But um, 
yeah, it's it, it's it, it. This would be hard to beat in most weeks. So um, yeah, this is this is a really mm-hmm. good beer. I'm gonna have to source more from them. Nice. Um, as I say, uh, this habit of getting American beers is gonna make me. Yeah, I mean, you you be, you <laughs> become a you become a North American beer distributor over in the UK in no time, wouldn't you? Like, ah, oh, just just a palette of these guys, just a palette of this one. Maybe I should, maybe I can't quite drink all of these, and I should probably sell some. Yeah, done. New career path sorted for you. But yeah, um, don't let the uh, very loud canner uh, dissuade you because um, it, it's it, it's got a lot to show for it in the in the flavour as well. Mm. So it, it lives up to that. Uh, very brash cannot. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed nice. it. Good nice. beer. Nice. Uh, Adam, we'll come to you. Yes. Did you have a preference? Uh, I think I did. Um, so I had the IPA, East Coast IPA for Brew by Numbers, and then I had the Northern Monk Alpha Delta Brewing Collab Double Dry Hopped mm-hmm. IPA, and I think the Collab wins it pretty handily. Well, that might be... It, it, it's... Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's clearly a more interesting dynamic beer. They're actually, I think, it's a, it's a shame that they're so similar in that they're both slightly tropical with an oat backbone mm. IPAs. Uh, so in a different week, it wouldn't have been, have been so obvious, maybe, that just just more taste. Um, the tropicaliness of this is, is like is a little wider. You know, there's there's a bit of passion fruit and a bit of mango. Um, the um, the dankness uh, is a little stronger, so it's giving me more IPA vibes just because there's a bit more bitterness throughout the whole thing. Um, while the Brew by Numbers I, uh, East Coast IPA is very good, uh, and I actually think the oatiness, the creaminess, if you're looking for something, like I said, in that early spring vibes, it's, it's a very good beer for that because it had that volume while still being 6%, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. had that density from the oats. And there's oats in the grist for this, I believe... Uh, which just don't do as much in in the Northern Monk as as the brew by numbers, but everything else is just a little a little more while still being reserved. So there's just I felt like there was just more taste going on. The taste profile is more interesting. The curve moved a little more without being disjointed. Uh, it's just a very very good nice. beer. Um, and I yeah, it's it's rare that I end up. I didn't actually expect that they both would kind of live in the same sort of slightly tropical, but hold back IPA space and it's like ah well sorry guys like then the one with more nuance is always going to win for me the one that, that that's doing a little more in the same space um, so you know in, in another week it wouldn't have been as obvious I think or, mm. or so, so, so straightforward it's like I oh, know I think you guys are trying the same thing and you, you I think the Northern Monk collab is just doing it okay. more yeah, yeah. That's mm. cool um, for me I think it's it's got to be the day this week, I, I mean, I, I don't know any week we've ever Surprising had when no someone has drank a daya when it hasn't been the daya. Um, the the the, yeah. the the wiper and true the the collaboration um, beer festival beer was very nice. It had lots of really good flavors, and I think had we have been recording at you know one o'clock in the afternoon on a lovely day, it would have been that beer because it would have just sat. At that perfect time, it's it feels like that beer, you know. I I don't know whether this is true for um, for kind of all these kind of beer collaboration or festival collaboration beers. You know, you you were saying earlier, Tom, um, about 
having them sort of sessionable and these sort of qualities that you wanted for them. But actually, this feels like the kind of the beer that you would have first before starting the session. You know, you go and you're like, right, we'll have the festival beer and see what that's like and then move on to all of these other ones. This is absolutely... It's very, very flavorful and opens you up very, very well to then being like, right, what's next? I can then just chock through all of these other beers. Um, and the dare is just a dare. Yeah. You've got the gateway drug. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Like, ooh, yeah. beer's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, good. They are our beers. They are the games we've been playing. Things that we've been chatting about this week. Uh, Tom, if people want to follow you on the socials um, or get more info about the beer festivals, how do they do that? Uh, so for myself uh, on Twitter, it's Tom Paul Meyer, and on Instagram, it's My Cheeky Pint. And then for the festivals. It's basically, so Bristol, Bristol Craft Beer Festival, you could be able to find us there. Um, same for Manchester, same for Edinburgh, London, and then for Birmingham, it's Beer Central. And then uh, Bigfoot Fest for, for Bigfoot. Nice. And that's on all of the socials. Is there a, is there like a central We Are Beer site to cover everything as well? Yeah, there is We Are Beer, which is uh, we are underscore beer, and that's on Instagram and Twitter. Nice. Cool. Um, if listener, viewer, friend you would like to get hold of all of us we are at Tanked Up Cast on the socials you can also go to outoflives.net to look at all of the other things we do the different podcasts and shows that we do the various articles that we put out as well I am Nova underscore 47 on almost everything Lucy is Juicy Loose 9 everywhere nice and Adol you are at the Omniarch on all of things except Twitch, where I'm the underscore Omniarch. Perfect, perfect. We are here on Twitch almost every Tuesday. I know it's a Wednesday, but we're here every Tuesday normally, drinking to beers, talking about some games. Stick around and follow us on uh, on Twitch as well for the other shows that we put out live, or us just playing a few games. And if you've got a couple of minutes, go to your podcast service of choice and rate and review us if you'd be so kind to do so we are available on almost well i I could say almost i'd imagine it is every podcast service these days otherwise i've messed up (laughs) (laughs) so we should be on every podcast service let us know if we're not and we'll add it i suppose um at the omni tell me when i've missed a thing (laughs) good good so that's us for this week. Tom, as the as the guest, have you got any final thoughts that you'd like to throw out into the ether of our listeners and the internet? Well, it's a shame we just talked about game because I was just going to blink rapidly at the, uh, <laughs> at the screen and, and just see uh, if that moves us on to the next uh, chapter or not. <laughs> Straight yeah. through into next Tuesday. Done. Instantly, yeah. instantly, back and miss all of the work we have to do for the uh, for the week. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Lucy, do you have anything to add to finish us out on? No, thank you for putting on such good shows over the all the. Not you, Ben. Stop. Uh, no, I'm uh, not. 
<laughs> All the festivals, uh, Tom. I've really enjoyed them. So, and it was great having you yep. on this week. Come back. Yep. Yeah. Oh, happy, yeah. Happy. We always love guests. So. Yeah, you're always welcome for beer or games or both. Um, that's an inclusive or not an exclusive or. Yes, I'm still a logician. Um, uh, but yeah, it was great, and also really looking forward to this year's festival um, for for obvious reasons, and and maybe some that aren't obvious. But uh, yeah, hope to see everyone. That's you guys I can see on screen, <laughs> but also you guys who are listening to us. Uh, and if you are one of our more international listeners, well, I don't know if the walls will come down fully by the time June rolls around, but you know, if they do. There's a festival. There's lots. Hang out <laughs> at a distance, maybe. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I'm going to be a real weird and squirrely. I don't. I actually like <laughs> didn't know how I'm going to deal with it. I've got like the pubs are opening in a bit, and I'm like, got, some friends are like, let's six of us go to the pub. I'm like, I'm okay with hanging out with you guys, but I don't know how I feel about being in a pub garden with other tables mm-hmm. of sixes of people I don't know. Um, I've now turned our closing things to a ramble about my social anxiety. <laughs> it's fine. But it's fine. I have the same ones, but I will say um, tables also a good idea because I haven't walked anywhere in literally 18 months. I need to sit down. Unless <laughs> <laughs> we do it that you, um, you have to share a pedometer of how many steps you've done to you get your next beer. Because no one has oh, done no. any walking whatsoever the last year. That's it. You've got to get you've got to get your twelve thousand steps in just in that one <laughs> session. I haven't done twelve thousand steps in a year. So. <laughs> uh, so the trick is you put it on your hand right before you uh, groom your cat. That's what it is, right? Which sure. You, can, you understand what I'm saying when I say groom yes. your cat, folks. Brilliant. Um, Fortunately, yes. <laughs> what a lovely thought. Uh, Tom, once again, thank you very much for joining us this week. As Adler Lucive said, we'd be uh, glad to have you on uh, any other week as well. Thank you very much. Um, to all of our listeners, we, for this week, have been tanked up, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Ciao. <laughs> www.outoflives.net <laughs>